0: The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by the Business Travel Magazine. Hi, my name is Bev Ferris, and I'm the editor of the Business Travel magazine, and I'd like to welcome you to our latest Business Travel podcast. Today I am delighted to be speaking to Katie Sitterall, who is Group Commercial Director at ATPI. Hi, Katie. Hello, Bev, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I was just saying earlier oh, you're looking nice and tanned. It's been a lovely sunny weekend. Oh, it's been beautiful. You're up in East Anglia, I understand? That's right, yes. Working from home?
1: No, in the office. We've been back in the office for months, months and months. The whole operation is back in the office.
0: Oh, right. And so you're working back in the office full time now? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. And many people are in the company?
1: Yeah. So the the mainstream operation, so anyone frontline is working from the offices, and um, some different roles have got hybrids, but yes, our policy has very much been let's get back together and engage and work, to collaborate again. So okay. I think we probably did that from around September last year.
0: OK, so you're probably one of the first ones ones back. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But also, I guess because of, of the nature of your business, you were kind of working all the way through the pandemic, um, unlike other companies, because obviously you're, you're, the, the sectors that you work in. Talk, talk me through how it was for you during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, this is when you're very grateful for having different um, multiple brands under the HPI group. So, yeah, the marine and energy space and media and entertainment. So probably talk more about marine and energy. Um, Whilst in March 2020, where we all went into lockdown, there was a couple of months there where borders were closed. And our crew um, travel had to carry on. They're all critical workers. And so at that time, we were sort of chartering aircrafts and working with customers. And then I would say probably it was only a couple of months, really, those borders were closed. Um, And then actually the crew movements, we had to carry on sort of moving people around and rotations changed and things. But, yeah, we. We were affected by the pandemic on the corporate side of the business. Um, but actually, majority of, of our business at that particular time carried on. We had a big customer go live. I think it was the day before lockdown. Um, so we we had to sort of move the operation from home. Um, and yeah, grateful for that client going live as well because of the volume that had in that space.
0: Wow. So now, now that obviously business is coming back for the whole industry, has that, do you think it's been easier for you as a company to kind of transition back into um to to, to the recovery
1: yeah I do I think because because of the marine and energy space we had a large structure still so we had and the teams were sort of working as large teams then you saw their corporate travel start before the traditional corporate travel started then it was the meeting event side of another brand of our business you start seeing teams come together so you start seeing the volume there and now obviously sort of probably the end of quarter one it was like that pent-up demand that we all we all saw um but yeah that allowed us we we had we didn't have to perhaps go get all the staff back or we we had a plan and, and we did have to carry on sort of all of our um roles and individual roles were actually we kept them working because we were implementing so much new business um, so yeah I'm again grateful for that because it allowed us not to be hit as hard i think with that pent-up demand
0: Definitely. So you mentioned this big uh, client. Are we, are we allowed to talk about that particular? Do we, not, are we allowed to say who that yeah, is?
1: Yeah, Sub C Seven.
0: Okay. So tell me about that. How, how, how that was the day, literally the day before we went into lockdown. You got that. You got that. <laughs>
1: yes. So we went live, and then uh, our Boris made an announcement. And uh, yes, yeah, so then it was sort of moving everybody uh, back from home. So in the UK alert it's a global customer, but in the UK alone, it's like a team of about twenty people. Uh, so yeah we're sort of live for a day and then um, yeah then having to sort of continue to operate that and and you know what it's like getting to know the travel bookers and and exactly and they obviously are under a phenomenal amount of pressure as well because you know pre-travel did have to carry on and um, so um, yeah and it's I think because of the size and scale of it it probably allowed us to you had that and then you had the rest of the operation but all of the customers are in that. I mean, i you sit there and look back at times like, oh my goodness, I just remember being so happy that Aberdeen had put through a drive-through COVID center. Uh, they were my days. <laughs> That's how it got. So, um, but yeah, it was. Um, I think it was learning for everyone, wasn't it? But that customer, yeah, it's um, it certainly gave us the volume that um, that really helped us to sort of carry on through.
0: Excellent. And now, presumably, you've now you, you're meeting these people face to face and getting to know them in person. So, how, how's yeah. that been?
1: Yeah, it's been great. I think you're right. It's sort of annual reviews and and everything else on Zoom, and um, with this um, second annual review uh, recently. And yeah, just yeah, it 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 makes a difference. But we've always our philosophy has very much been face to face, so we were out quite early back with customers where possible. Um, but yeah, it makes such a difference. And the team, I don't think the teams would be as motivated, and we probably wouldn't be able to retain the staff we have had we not of it's getting that closeness together again and bringing everyone together again.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. So um, so obviously the, the corporate travel is, is, is the, the corporate side is now coming back. Where, where are you, do you think, in relation to pre-pandemic in terms of the, the level of business?
1: Probably about 85% on okay. corporate. So I'd say, yeah, if you look at, if you were to look at January 20, um, January 2020, uh, I'd probably say we're at 85% of those levels um, which is, is great. I guess what the difference is that there's not so much um, online booking. People are still a little bit concerned. I think we forget we're sat in the UK and we're all quite comfortable because our vaccination programme so great. And But actually there's still some nervousness when travelling sort of across Europe or especially international travel.
0: Oh, definitely. So that and that obviously means that people, more people are calling up, so there's not so much online booking. Everything yeah. is taking... Uh, longer to to process. Um, what does that mean for your in terms of the sort of training of your your um, your consultants? What does that mean for them? What, what what have you put into place to try and help them and help your clients?
1: So we, we use our own front office system. Um, it's called Point of Sale very good with names um, and and basically what that does we, we integrated sherpa very early on um, so we've got they've got all of the information sort of the local um requirements and that maps into the itineraries um, and we also implemented a COVID support desk um, and i think that the timer was perfect with brexit wasn't it, it was, you know a perfect storm um <laughs> so our cover, our passport and visa team quickly became the COVID support desk uh, along with work permits and uh desk as well and so they continue to work run parallel with us so travel consultants should be travel consultants they shouldn't be trying to work out whether you need a work permit or what you know complex COVID rules are and but the system does it all for them so sort of a listening device in there to say okay i'm going from here to here what are the rules and that sort of flows back into the itineraries so we did we did look at efficiency at the same time but it does say take twice as long to make a reservation there's 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 no getting away from it
0: no And do you think that will is it it starting to ease up a bit do you are you seeing
1: yeah as you know i think was it last week the u.s relaxed some some rules and things as you start to see sort of major hubs and, and countries change yes it does it does make the relaxation of rules makes things easier for sure
0: definitely and has it come back faster than you expected
1: well, we were kind of, I thought it was, we all thought, I think, I think before the recent variant came, we were sort of feeling it at quarter four last year. So then it sort of started for a couple of weeks, didn't it, and it dived again when we got the new variant. And um, So we were sort of prepared then, really. Um, so I don't think, actually, when we look at, when we thought it was going to start, it didn't come back as quickly as we thought. Um, but managing it's not easy. You know, I think all of the travel management companies, we all sort of went to ITM, and that was, there's a very apparent message in a, It's not necessarily the travel agencies, it's the sort of hotels, how they're dealing with it. And, you know, I think Whit Week, we all saw the chaos across airports and and everything else. It's the knock-on effect of trying to to do things. Um, So what we've done as well is is actually put on lots of overtime, you know, good rates for the staff. Um, So we've managed sort of that pent-up demand as well by um, encouraging our people to work overtime. Uh, My message has been, uh, you know, work overtime and uh, buy the car you want and the house you want because actually, you know, put the hours in now because it won't last forever. But it's Uh, allowed us to cover ourselves for that time.
0: Yeah, and has the take up been quite? Has been big on the on the overtime? I can imagine with. Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think people, and that again is because of actually us having worked from home for so long. People will finish up, you know, go home and then sign back on, Um, and that's because technology has come so far for. For the
0: operation, I think. Yeah. So, how, so what's the um, what's the kind of percentage of people you've got working uh, from home and backing up? I know only yourself and the operations team are. But are people coming back into the office more, or do you, do you see people will be staying working from remotely some of the, some of the time?
1: I, th- I think specialist roles um, so if I sort of think about my bid writers for example they're in locations remotely uh, that aren't connected or near to an office so they're home workers and they would have been previously because we need their expertise um, but anybody perhaps in a commercial role, um, they're they're probably hybrid um, but like we've got quite a lot of account managers um, in London and Manchester and they're working in the office um, we're encouraging them to connect with the operation because what you can learn, I've always said this, and I'm ex-operations, so I was on the front line sort of many years ago. I think I could still make a booking. Um, <laughs> it's really important, I think, to understand what's really going on with your customers, and you can't do that by just uh, talking on chat or uh, the odd conversation. Uh, you need to be with them and feeling it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what do you do if if they have, if you do get resistance from some of your people that don't want to come back, what do you do to kind of try and encourage them to come back to the office?
1: We've been quite lucky. So have did we get requests early on when we, you know, we had to put our heads together and say, do we want to do this? It's very different to everyone else. And we did have a couple of a few people, that, you know, just didn't want to do it. And I think it's about that conversation. You know, is this that you want to do or is it a flexible working request? And if it's a flexible working request, well, that's different. Um, but I think everybody and I think I could talk to some people that sit on the sort of pods near me. They didn't really want to do it to start with, because you kind of, we all had to brainwash ourselves to say we like working from home. Then you kind of get to the point where you're back. And now they'll all say, oh, my goodness, I couldn't go back to that again. Because you just have to get used to your environment again. Um, so I think, yeah, there were a few. And, and you know, being really honest, you know, we, we did lose a few people, but a couple of them come back.
0: Yeah. I uh, so yeah. I think
1: we... we
0: it, it does seem that the, the, I was going to say, have the people that you obviously had to let go, you had to get some, have most of them come back and are you still, are you, are you still recruiting now?
1: Yeah, we've got, we do have some open requisitions, Um, probably, probably only say around about 10 across the UK business, so we've, we managed our headcount pretty well because we had to bring them back a lot earlier. Um, so yeah, we have got some, I think it's more specialist roles um, and that's because we've touch wood you know we, we're winning lots of business so we're sort of growing as well as not just the comeback of corporate um but yeah with have um I think managing it by given staff opportunities has allowed us to sort of manage that growth and
0: comeback definitely and with the, pe- the people that left if they go to other industries and have, have you got any that come back and why and why yeah, are- we just did-
1: yeah, I mean, I've always, I, I, we did have people that went to other industries and I, I always used to say we had a team of angels and a lot of them went to the NHS. So they, that's wonderful to hear and see. And some of them have come back, but some of them have realised that actually, I think everybody did, didn't they? They looked at themselves, took a long, hard look and said, is this really what I want to do? So, I, And I think for an industry, it's a shame because we're probably not going to get that some talent return. Um, but yeah i think a lot of people have returned um back to us um i think if we lost them we lost them from the industry and if if we we got them back we, we got if they were going to come back they came back to us which is great well,
0: that's a good sign so obviously you I mean, you the fact that you've worked at ATPI for 17 years now clearly you're happy there you've <laughs> there's something that's keeping you there um and you say you you're a prime example of somebody who's worked their way up from a consultant up to kind of group uh, director level so I mean that's kind of I was chatting actually to um, Clive Bratton at the BTA last week about this and you're the kind of person that we need to be shouting about as an industry to show what the career potential is. Um, I mean what, what is it that makes you stay and travel personally? What is...
1: I think it's always been that um, I get bored quite easily <laughs> I don't, so I think it's always been wanting a new challenge and I think a, a lot of it's about having people around you you see line management if they recognize that if you connect with people and you understand the people around so I've got a few people reporting to me and I probably know each individual well enough and they've we've got a plan for them and they as long as you're having those conversations they shouldn't want to leave you unless they want to leave the industry so a lot of what we do is actually getting to know our in our people at a personal level because then you can work together to you know, help their dreams come true in some respects when it comes to their career. And, and I think HPI has done that for me. You know, I've had always had line managers that have allowed me to grow in my roles and then move, which actually worked quite well for the business at the time as well. Um, but yeah, if you'd have said to me 20 years ago from an operations consultant, I'd then work in um, the commercial team, I probably would have laughed at you. But yeah, you you work with people and they inspire
0: you to sort of do other roles. Oh, definitely definitely so I think, I think you're a very good advocate for the industry what what i mean obviously you you were there all way through the pandemic but you got promoted during the pandemic what you've seen all the struggles that the industry had with regards to um you know trying to persuade the government to different action do do you think that the industry as a whole has done a good job at kind of uh, raising its profile and making people understand better what 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 it does
1: yeah i do i don't i don't think that the bta and clive i don't think you could have done any more we could have done any more i think um, yeah i think there were so many other things going on when you look at we look at the business travel industry is such a a big thing but actually in the grand scheme of things you know it, where, where was the priority so i i'm proud to be part of the travel industry i think we've we've done all we possibly can and you know yes there's you know, you hear them on the news and and, and sort of, oh, you know, travel, the industry need to, you know, have a look at themselves and, and get things. It's quite heartbreaking, really, because actually we've done so much. Um, it's just, and I think every industry is still in the same situation, isn't it? You, you walk around and you see boards that say, be kind, you know, everyone's trying their best. And I think that's the case in our industry.
0: Oh, definitely. And you touched already on the kind of, on the, the supply side. Um, and as you say, we've, we've had some issues recently with the, um you know some of the airport cancellations delays what 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 have you done um as as a tMC to try and help your clients get through this and and what do you think is are things improving on that front or do you think we've still got some issues to overcome on the supplier side
1: yeah i think i was on the phone with a customer earlier, and I think you can't plan for chaos um you can you know, it, it, it's one of those things where you, you can have your right staff levels and you can have some extra piece in there just in case. But the the, the what we've been you just don't expect. I mean, what was it? Whitson, I think there was the problems at Amsterdam Airport, Paris Airport in major hubs. You can't you can't plan for that. And um, what we've really tried to do. And I think that sort of ties back to that overtime piece is answer the phone as fast as possible. So I think. Like I got a report today. Last week, uh, we were our, our call answering time was three minutes twelve seconds. Wow! So, and out of hours, I think it was three minutes fifty seconds. So for us, our whole message has been to proactively talk to customer base, but to get to actually answer the phone. So at least when somebody needs us, we're there. Um, and I think that's probably that's the best way we've found to manage it because. When you can then talk to someone, it's nothing worse than getting in the queue, but when you can talk to someone, you can explain. Um, so that's where our, why we've put such significant volumes of people on the phones.
0: Oh, definitely. And then as saying, you've got the technology to back that up as well. So it's, it's the mixture of, of, of both that makes it successful. So yeah. um, so what's the, what's, the, what's the plan? Obviously, you've, you've, you're 85%. When do you think it's going to get back to – do you think it will get back to – pre-pandemic levels or what are you kind of planning for? Or does it... I
1: think it'll stay as we are now I think it'll drop off by the end of July mm-hmm. um because we've obviously got some holidays which is normal um and I think everyone's reconnected now um I don't think it'll be any more I, d- I think it'll stay around this 85 percent 80 percent level um because I think to start with, you know, approvals are yes, yeah, get out there and see everyone do everything. But then I think the internal stuff, uh, sort of staff meetings that kind. Of, I think they'll reduce and be more meeting led, mm-hmm. where yeah. you have sort of a big meeting and bring people together. Um, and then sort of the commercial side will carry on because that's that business critical piece. Um, but yeah, I don't think it'll, it, I don't think it'll get any busier than, yeah, I think it'll sit around
0: about that 80, 85%. Yeah, I think that's, that seems to be the general consensus, which is not a bad thing, particularly when you when you bring in kind of sustainability and, and, and wellbeing and, and, and everything else that um, yeah. obviously have become even more important um, in the last few years. So um, it's been great talking to you, Katie. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, it sounds like uh, things are, are ticking along very nicely there um it's, it's been really fascinating and really positive and encouraging to hear what you've had to say so thank you very much and uh, and look forward to seeing you at the next uh, industry event which is what we also also enjoy so much is getting together at various conferences um take care thank you very much
1: thanks a lot bev take care thank you bye, bye,
0: bye. the business travel podcast brought to you by the business travel magazine